Showtime, everyone! Welcome to the Puppet Podcast. Tonight we are with Hobie Ford. Da da da! Hey, good evening, everyone. So yeah, I'm OBD Caroline, and I'm the host of the Puppet Podcast. I'm so happy to see you again for another episode. We are at episode 76. That's going so awesomely to the, in the Puppet Podcast. We have such good news, good guests coming in. So I'm really happy to see you. So yeah, feel free to write to us during the interview from where you are watching, where you are right now, what you enjoy with puppetry. And yeah, we want to get in touch with the community. So, and as we want to be in touch, we had create this wonderful Patreon. So here, boom, so it's the our Patreon. So for the Puppet Podcast, we have done many workshops and we have so many great workshops who will come in the future. So stay tuned, have a look on this. And we also give a lot of tools about online promotion, how to promote puppetry online, how to get all over the place as a community because we want puppetry growing and have a great image online. So yeah, stay tuned, have a look on this. So now let's jump into the interview because tonight we have Hobie and I was saying Hobie Lord at the beginning. I've done a little mistake with the family names, but he's kind of a lord for puppetry. He's so cool. I'm I'm so happy to have him on the show because he's so talented. So everyone, welcome in the screen, Mr. Hobie! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice to have you. One yeah. more time. Let's try it again. Here we go. Yeah. Ready? Two, three. Oh. One, yeah. Two, three. Doing. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah. We'll work like, on that. I love this. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Obi, you, you are right now in North Carolina. Yes. Right. The mountains of North yeah. Carolina, the Southern Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, and have no no snow on your side. No, no oh down. no! It was like <laughs> seventy yesterday. Oh so, great! I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are North Canada, Montreal, and uh, mm -hmm. we feel snow is coming soon. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. let's let's jump into our subject. Right. And I want yeah. you to the for the beginning to introduce you as a puppeteer for the the crowd who watching right now. All right, yeah. So um, I'm a puppeteer who works primarily with children and family audiences. I do library shows, and I do school shows and festivals and that kind of thing. And another important part of my work is I'm a teaching artist. I do arts integration with the Kennedy Center. So that's a big part of my work. And that work takes me in North Carolina and other states into schools to, to really teach the art form, but also have some curricular thing that goes with it, like folk tales. And uh, so I'm getting ready to work with Cherokee children in uh, the Cherokee reservation, and they'll learn shadow puppetry, but then I want them to put their culture, their history and stories uh, bring them to life with puppetry. So 
Um, and I make a lot of puppets. I'm a puppet nerd. <laughs> I like this. You're a puppet nerd. You're yeah, a geek. And proud. Um, yeah, geeks, puppet geeks rule, so. That's cool. That's so cool. And yeah, that's a, such a great introduction and to bring teaching with art. So that's awesome. I want to know the why, like what makes for you the art of puppetry an art mm -hmm. that you cherish? Yeah. You know, I, what I love about puppetry is I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a multifaceted personality. I have lots of different interests. I'm interested in photography, I'm interested in drawing, I'm interested in woodworking and engineering. I love music, I love storytelling, I love teaching. And, uh, but I was going to be a visual artist, but then I closed my eyes one Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Eve in 1976. And I was, what am I gonna choose? I have all these interests, why, why am I gonna do any certain one of them? And all of a sudden, a face of a puppet appeared to me, but it was uh, it was a, a face of a, uh, a a swami, Paramahansa Yogananda, and I'd been reading autobiography of a yogi, and his face appeared, and I said, "Oh, I'll paint paintings of master master uh, gurus or something like that," and and then the face turned into a puppet, a marionette head, and I realized that puppetry would be the perfect fit for me. And I began making puppets and I've been doing it ever since. And I, I love that I can tap into all these different parts of myself and not just do one thing. And, and it's fun. I love to travel and uh, like working with kids. And, and so the whole thing, every, every aspect of it, it it's, it's always challenging. I've never gotten bored with it because there's always something new to try to figure out. Yeah, that's true. That it's a multidisciplinary job and we are not bored at all because, mm -hmm. yeah, always a new challenge. So cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We love each other. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, boom, we love puppetry. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, ding, ding, ding. I want also to know your your crush moment uh, for for puppets and and do you have like some specific influence from the past? Yeah, well, I went to a boarding school and I was terribly homesick. I was the most homesick kid there. I was in fifth grade, and my parents were divorcing and they sent me away so they could work out their divorce. And I was just miserable. I knew what was going on. And I'd always get my homework done because if I didn't, I couldn't go home on a weekend and see them. So when they said, who has their homework done? I raised my hand and they said, the marionette show this afternoon, it, uh, they need helpers. So I got to go help set up this uh, David Sorodiak's National Marionette Theater and see the show. And it totally blew my mind. And And all of a sudden I thought like, wow, that is so special. But then it kind of went to sleep. And many years later, it, it popped up. And I thought, this is exactly what I want to do. This is, but that moment of seeing those, and I just seen like, I went to see Sound of Music 
nine times in the movie theater to see the lonely goat herd. So, <laughs> so I was really into, I saw Bill Baird's work and I went and met Bill Baird when I was 18. And he asked me, uh, I went to get his autograph and he said, what's your name? And I said, Hobie Ford. And he said, oh, you're from Rowayton, Connecticut. And I knew your grandfather and we were sailing buddies. And I and he even had been to a party and no one had ever told me and they knew I loved puppets and he lived right next door. And uh, I missed that. But uh, he then took me upstairs and showed me his marionette bridge. And I walked out like eight, 10 feet above the stage and tried out the marionettes. And that the feeling of a well-crafted marionette, that thrilled me. That thrilled me to the core. It was so well-engineered and the art and the sculpture and everything just came together. It was so, so gorgeous. And I, I hung my head and said, I can't make my marionettes do that. And he said, come on with me. And he was really old at the time. He was toward the end of his career. And uh, we went up three, four stories to his workshop and he showed me how he put puppets together and how to do this and mechanical things. And I just went home and, and worked on all of that for weeks. And it was like a master course in about an hour. He spent about an hour, hour and a half with me showing me things and, and uh, it just thrilled me. Yeah, that's it's such a precious moment to have mm -hmm. like a master like this and transmitting the passion towards the mm -hmm. smartphone. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And, and yeah, for you, your opinion for the, the path of study for someone who wants to become a puppeteer, mm -hmm. what would be the best to do? I think, I think the biggest thing It's, it, I think it's great to be influenced by other puppeteers. Like lots of puppeteers are very influenced by Jim Henson. And that's they, true. and I think they just want to become Jim Henson in a way, but that's taken already, you know? And mm -hmm. so it felt really important to me when I was getting started. I went and tried to get a job at the Muppets and, and the woman pulled me into the office and she said, you don't want to do this. You should go home and do your own thing. You've got some good ideas. Go do your own thing. It was the best advice. And, and I, I just went back and spent a couple of years, you know, living in a shack, making puppets every day so I could pay the rent. And uh, I, I could afford to just make puppets because I lived in a little cabin in Appalachia. And uh, it, it, it was wonderful. It was a, a good experience. Yeah, so you would say to to learn by yourself and, and yeah. do it a lot is the yeah, way be, to learn. Be, I think it's great and important to be influenced by, by people, but to really find what what are you trying to do? And maybe you journal and write it out. And like I, I came an apprentice. I, there was a puppeteer, Clyde Hollifield, and uh, he had made this little puppet. He's given it to me since he's retired. And I wanted to make this puppet and, and uh, so I, I really wanted to just copy him and be him. And then I was really relieved when all of a sudden I started tuning into my own ideas and I started carving foam rubber and doing things like that and, and made my own path. And his inspiration and learning from him was really important. Like the, the engineering he taught me was priceless. Mm -hmm. But I, 
I wouldn't be satisfied just being copying him. And so getting coming, finding your own inspiration and and setting out on your own path, I think is so important because the world wants to see what you're all about, not what your interpretation of Jim Henson or Bill Baird or something like that. And uh, so um, they're good college programs. You know, UConn in Connecticut has a wonderful program. I apprenticed and uh, interesting story about three or four years ago, a woman from Beijing, China contacted me, a young puppeteer, and wanted to study with me. And I thought maybe a week or something. And she said, no, I want to come for six months. And, and I thought about it and I said, whoa. And uh, so I agreed because I'd had an, uh, an apprenticeship of sorts, a, a master teach me. And I thought, I want to give this back. And so I taught her everything I know. And she was a fast learner. Her name is Peng Ling. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll post a movie she made. Uh, I'll put a little link up here afterwards of where you can see the, the little video for her final project. But she, now she tours all over China and she sort of made it her own thing. She's gone in her own little direction, but she really loved the small animal puppets, the little puppets of um, this sort of character, this sort of scale and, uh, mm -hmm. and created puppets like that. And I took, and then I took her to meet my teacher who lives about an hour from us. And she became very close to him. And I told her that you have to take a young person and teach them everything, you know, that's your payment for my teaching you. So she's going to have an apprentice one day. Wow. That's such a good, good way to, to teach and, and, and like put it into the wheel. Like you want others to do the same. That's so mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you the definition that you use when you have to describe a puppet as you are mm. a teaching artist also, how you define in your own word a puppet? Mm. I, well, you know, we know now that a puppet doesn't have to look like one, it doesn't have to be a marionette or a hand puppet. We know that your, you know, your hands can become puppets or an object can become a puppet. If you treat it in the right way, yeah. you can you can really turn anything into a puppet. And so it's it's taking an object and putting a soul into it and creating action. And I think I look at puppets as not nouns, like a person, place, or thing, but a verb. Uh -huh. I think puppets are all about action. If the, if they don't act, if they don't have action and animation and Animation, I love that word because it really means literally to breathe life into something. And so if if it's your hand or if okay. it's some object or a little puppet, what are you going to do with it? <clears throat> uh -huh. Just having it breathe even is uh, really powerful. Yeah, that's so true. And I wonder, because you are the inventor of the peepers, like the little mm -hmm. eyes, mm -hmm. I want to know how the moment like arrived to just say, I will do that. I will uh, make that like going all over uh, those, those eyes, because everyone, I met a lot of people and they have those. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's so interesting. 
How yeah. does inspiration come? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people had worked with their hands. There have been a lot of puppeteers. Yves Jolie, a uh, famous French puppeteer, did a lot of work with just a, a glove on a hand and maybe a handkerchief. Or uh, Then um, there was a, a wonderful children's book called Hanimals, like using the word hand, but making animals with your hands. And he would paint like a killer whale on, on his hand and, and just have a painting of it. And so that idea kind of came to me and I was playing around with a couple of marbles and put them on my hand and uh, really quickly I could see the possibility of it. And so I got some little friendly plastic, that little rice kind of material you put it in, in water and uh, uh, you melt it and I put some marbles in it. So I made a little set of my eyes uh, uh, and they work great. And I started making them and showed friends and uh, everyone wanted one. And so a friend of mine, went into business with me and helped me manufacture them and get the whole thing started. And then it just took off. And uh, it, I thought I could retire until the, the uh, t Chinese toy market copied it and flooded the US with cheap imitations of it. That was sad. That was hard. Yeah, yeah, you must have like it. You start with a, a bright idea and you saw that happening. That's kind of, yeah, sad about, mm -hmm. about copying mm -hmm. and, but yeah, were, yeah talking of, of this. And yeah, so I want to know if you feel our art is in an ascension, is getting more popular in your, your viewpoint or not? Oh, I definitely think so. There's more puppetry yeah. going on now in the world than ever when I first got started, uh, I think that it, it's become respectable. You know, I, when I told my dad I wanted to be a puppeteer and he was a New York City businessman and he was like, <laughs> but he, when I made the peepers, he was finally proud of me and uh, he appreciated it then. But yeah, I think puppetry is ascending. It's it, on so many levels. There's adult puppetry, puppetry and film. Uh, it's, I think it's just growing and growing in, in a wonderful way. Yes, and, and you have work in, in the film industry. How is it for you? I'm working with very small puppet filmmakers. I'm not working on any huge movie things like that, but uh, it's even better that way because it's a more intimate kind of thing. And uh, I worked on a horror movie and I actually, was asked to perform in it and we uh, have a whole set out in my woods that's still there that uh, the, and the, that movie will probably get some some uh, that he's pretty he'll get it out there pretty big I'm pretty sure but uh, yeah it's been fun it's something I've always wanted to get into and uh, I think film is especially uh, intriguing because you have so much control and you can just sort of stop and reset and and bring a lot into it as a solo puppeteer uh when i go and perform i have to have everything right there go live with with film you can stop and create new sets and shift things and get helpers to come in for a few hours and that kind of thing I, uh i'm hoping there'll be a lot i think covid is going to 
result in, you know, they say, oh, a lot of babies are going to be born. Well, a lot of film, puppet films are going to be made right now. <laughs> True. A lot of online opportunity and mm -hmm. sharing of art. It's so great. I, I agree mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. And um, I want you to know, your, as you, you're talking, your purpose for the future, like what do you see for the career, your, your dream for the future? Yeah, well, I still, I still have to make a living. I'm getting eight toward retirement age, but uh, I still have to bring in money. So I'll always tour a little bit. And I'm hoping with this grant to create a virtual studio where I can, I can work live and interact and, uh, you know, with several cameras and have a little switcher board and all of that kind of thing. Uh, I think I'd, I'd like to work more virtually now that I'm, we've all been getting into this. I still want to work in person, but, um, you know, this is the, one of the blessings of COVID and the pandemic is I know I don't want to spend half my year living in a motel room anymore. <laughs> As the touring life, you said, mm -hmm. okay, I know that. Yeah. I, the touring I, life is hard. Do You've done it, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know the, the I know the path to change and move and, yeah, it's 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 hard for family and 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 stability. <laughs> yeah, and also it's like, you know, I, I'm in my 60s now, and there's a certain like, okay, I want people to remember my work, and so I wrote a book about puppetry. We'll post something about that at the end, a link. Yes. Uh, but I also want film. I want to I want to sort of reach some some goals that I couldn't reach through live performance. There's a boreal forest, which is like a Canadian forest. If you go uh, six, 700 miles north from North Carolina, where I live, you get to a kind of forest where there are no leaves that change colors. It's all evergreen, like firs and, and pines and things like that. Well, there's one, we live right near the highest point on the East Coast called Mount Mitchell. And it's over a mile in elevation. And that forest exists about an hour and a half from me. I'd have to travel two or three days to Canada to be there. But the whole landscape is covered with mosses and the trees. The roots are all covered with mosses. It's like a Brian Froud set, like the dark crystal. And I want to go up there and get little doors and windows and have them all ready to just plug into little trees here and there and do filming up in the boreal forest and do some magical uh, little puppet films up there. Wow, that's such a purpose. I want to see that. It, it will yeah. be amazing. That's, mm -hmm. that's so cool. And that's true that we need to find in nature some inspiration to, to mm -hmm. connect with our goal, with one artistic stuff that we want to achieve. Yeah. yeah, nature, nature and, and has always that, been yeah. nature has always been a really important factor in my shows. So all, almost all of them, like I have one day, I walked into my field and there was a little butterfly weed and a chrys a little caterpillar turned into a chrysalis, and then I watched and later saw it turn into a butterfly, and I got about four or five years of performances out of two shows that were all about that whole topic migration and metamorphosis. And so uh, it's 
nature will of, often give me ideas of what I'd like to do. Yes. And it's such a great creative process to just mm -hmm. connect with nature. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I want to know where do you see puppetry in 10 years? In 10 years, oh gosh. Yeah, that's kind of hard to answer, but. Yeah, you know, if uh, it's hard to see where the world's gonna be in 10 years, but you know, it may be that our infrastructure crumbles and, and we're living on a more local, uh, uh, going back 200 years, but puppetry will fit in really well there. Or maybe we're gonna cruise forward and have virtual puppet shows and we'll all put on 3D goggles and be in the walking around in the set with the, <laughs> with all the puppets. Uh, I thought about that. I had a, a 3D goggle experience and realized this has powerful puppetry potential, but it won't happen until that technology is in everyone's living room. And you know, you can just, you're in the film, you're in there with it. And I think that's exciting. I think I want to get into that if I can. So I, 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 I keep up with the young people who know how all these things work and I work with them. Yes, that's true. We need to connect with, with technology and, and mm -hmm. young fellow who discover new stuff. That's true. Mm -hmm. So, and Obi, I want to let you know that we are people watching from Philippines. Hey! And we have Wanlu who is there. And we have Sergio who is watching from Colombia. Hola! So, that's cool. Yeah. Hola, yay. So we have other friends who say hi and, and have a admiration. Sergio say, mi admiración total. So yeah. I think you, it's, it's connection, good connection. You know, and, and that's something, you know, for 30 years I worked without internet. And then in the last 10, 20 years, uh, internet has come in and Social media is such a wonderful thing. People criticize it, but the ability to have a relationship with a puppeteer in 5,000 miles away and be able to just, oh, hey, how are you doing? What's happening? Oh, let's see what you're doing in your, your studio outside of Paris. And what are, you, what are you doing in China or the Middle East and uh, Egyptian puppetry and and Asian puppetry and, and South American, Central American puppetry. It, it's such a powerful medium. And I, uh, I, I'm hoping that, that the way we're sort of fumbling around working virtually now with Zoom meetings and all of that, uh, art can come to that technology. And when, when it does, I think there's a possibility of doing performance with people who are thousands of miles away, but not at, not having it look like a Zoom call, but something very sophisticated and crafted. I think that's exciting too. Yes, I totally agree. I think that's where we have to go. And and yeah, as you said, we have people watching from UK, so we can Huggy be G all from the UK. Can... <laughs> yes. That's so cool. And and yeah, to do build this kind of art form 
in in long distance could be really interesting. Mm -hmm. I totally agree mm -hmm. that puppetry mm -hmm. could go in that way. Yeah, it's, so Hobi, for the conclusion, do you have some friend around that you want to bring oh, to yeah. the screen? Oh yeah, some well, verb. A verb, yeah. I've been experimenting with modern dance puppets and there's a puppeteer named Mo Mowgli in France who came up with this control of having these looped wires going down to the feet. And I asked him if I could experiment with this for a dancing puppet because his puppets are really articulated. So this is one I've been experimenting yeah. with. And uh, um, it's going to be for a, a film I'm going to work with. She's going to be the spirit of springtime. And everywhere she dances, little little plants pop up and grow around her. She's awakens a spring awakening kind of thing. So I've been experimenting with, with this sort of style of, of manipulating a puppet. And uh, another one that I've been yeah. working with is a, an even smaller one. I really love this one. But uh, I, I love this miniature scale for working. And, and, uh, and film makes this possible. I can, I can do things yeah. with these little puppets that are very compelling. And, and yet it's only five or six inches tall. Yes, with the screen is really powerful. I think it's yeah, it could come close and, and go far, and we see all of this. Yeah, crazy. so I be I began with these little puppets forty two years ago. Uh, after I got into marionettes, I quickly got into these rod puppets, and but they're too small for performance. I could fly a little fairy like this through the audience, but on oh. film, oh. I can I can really use these and and people can see the detail of the puppet and- uh, Yeah. Wow, we can see the, the those beautiful wings also. I'm excited to be working with these. Yeah, and and that's like in your boreal forest, I think this could yeah. perfectly fit yep. the fairy yep. of the forest. Wow, that's mm -hmm. so cool. Thank you so much, Obi, for your time, your talent, your inspiration. That's such a moment. And thank you for what you're doing with these video broadcasts, these podcasts. It's wonderful. I love it. Thank you. I, I We do it with a lot of passion, and we want to connect everyone. So if people want to reach you, to see more of your work, to, to contact you, where they should watch or go? Uh, they can go to Facebook. And, and reach me, and uh, I'm going to just type out my email if anyone wants to email me with questions, and I'll let you all post this afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I will put the email just below the interview, yeah, so we could we could email Obi. That's good, and yeah. you have your book also. Maybe you want, yes, people. yes, uh, my book is called Rod Puppetry. And uh, the publisher is called Lulu. So if you go to Google and L-U-L-U, -L -U, Lulu, and Rod Puppetry, it'll come right up and you can order it and actually print it in Europe or when they print it in Asia, wherever you are, they print it nearby and ship it right out to you so you don't have outrageous shipping. And uh, <clears throat> it's it involves a lot of wood carving and things like that, but I just want to tell people that they can also use polymer clays and uh, 
they don't have to be carved puppets. They can be clay puppets as work just as well. So. Wow. That's great. Yes. Totally. Oh, we, we ding dong here. Yeah, so totally. We could have everyone uh, order this book and know more about your, your work. So thank you so much, Obi. I, I will remove you from the screen, but stay in the virtual studio just what? a minute. We can talk. Oh, yeah. One last Before. thing is that people can also Google Rod Puppetry, Lulu, and ebook, so you can get it digitally very inexpensively. If you you know want to get it real cheap, you can get it very inexpensively as an ebook, electronic book. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, Rubina, just put the address right now, so it's right there for the book. So. Thank you, Obi, and, and yeah, let's stay in touch. Uh, we, we could chat after this interview. I just removed for the conclusion. So, bye-bye. Uh, uh, Almost in double <laughs> Hey, everyone, thank you for watching this excellent episode. So feel free to share it, to, to, to post it on your wall, on groups. And yes, if you get the chance to watch our Patreon, it's just here. This is the address. And we have wonderful workshop. We will do stuff about also online streaming, how to stream, how to get more internet stuff coming. Because I think it's the need and the want, and we want to do some research on that. So everyone, I have a moment here that was so fun. So yeah, I we have three podcasts next week. So stay tuned. It's some rock on guests also. So I will wish you a wonderful night or evening or morning. But Philippine was watching. So however, wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful day. Keep creating and let's keep going. Bye. <laughs>